This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show with your boys, Jonathan and Will. Will usually says hello What's here. What's going on, guys? Um, it is July 27, 2019. You guys will be hearing this Monday, July 29th. Uh, this week's episode, we are gonna we kind of wanted to do a little thing where we'll go around the Southeast Division of the NBA and try to do our very best to make a case for each one of the teams uh, winning the Southeast Division. As hard as that is going to be for teams like Charlotte and Washington, we're we're really going to try to uh, to. To, to give that a go, and uh, the Magic will be the last team that, that will do. So make sure you listen to, to the whole episode, obviously. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about really quickly, Will. A um, couple news items about Jonathan Isaac. So the, the first thing that I want to talk about, because it, it really it's a big deal. The other thing is a bigger deal. But So I think it was Josh Robbins tweeted out that Jonathan Isaac is saying that from the end of the season, he was 209 pounds. Yeah. Now he's 234 pounds. So that's 25 pounds since the end of last season. Like that's significant. Yeah. Like that. What is that? Like two and a half months, almost three months. Yeah. To put on 25 that's pounds all, of yeah. muscle in that time, you're eating a lot and you're putting in like serious amounts of work. Yeah. Like so, I mean, I'm we're seeing pictures of him. You know, like he was at uh, the Orlando Magic like youth, you know, summer camp that they did at the. Um, rdv you know sports complex or whatever and he looks like bigger but like i don't know if he looks 25 pounds bigger now he was like in like a t-shirt or a polo or whatever so we'll see how he looks come training camp but 25 pounds like that's that's a lot that that is legitimately a lot i mean just props you know to him for putting in the work and um, making sure that he's getting his body right, you know, coming into yeah, to the, next season. The guy's got to be working out like crazy. So to put on 25 pounds yeah, and work out as much real. as you do, that's Work that's on a your game and all that. And I, I was trying – um, for those of you that, that saw, uh, I did like a like a Twitter live thing last night. I'm going to try to do that, um, you know, every Friday or every couple of Fridays. But I was talking about Jonathan Isaac, you know, putting on 25 pounds. And I try to think of, like, similar body types to someone that's, you know, that tall, that much weight. Yeah. And um, immediately the person that came to mind was Jared Allen, the center for the Nets. He's 6'11 and, like, 237 pounds or something. So that's, like, he's a decent-sized kid. He's not, you know, he's not, like, Dwight Howard in his prime or Shaq in his prime or anything like that. But, um Still, I, that's a pretty solid body type for your, I mean, small forward slash power yeah, forward. Yeah, Jared Allen is to good have. too. Yeah, he so is. He is really good. That's so a good comparison. Just give him a little bit more weight to to throw around and um, guard guys in the the post and all that stuff. So yeah. just props to Jonathan Isaac. We'll be really excited to see how that weight transitions and um, affects his game. But the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that Jonathan Isaac has officially been named to the uh, USA. Um, men's basketball select team, select team yep. which is a huge deal. It's mostly younger players that more than likely are not going to end up making the the final FIBA roster, but it's a good way for him to get his foot into the door into the USA basketball program. He's going to be going against some of the best players in the league. Yeah. That that training camp, what is it like two weeks or something like that that they do in Vegas, and he'll also be part of like the um, the scrimmage that they'll do. Yep. So. Um, I don't want to put this out there just so knock on wood, but uh, we don't want to see any injuries like oh, we did not, yeah. uh, in in previous um, USA scrimmages. Everybody can kind of guess what I'm referring to, but hopefully that won't happen to Jonathan Isaac. But the weird thing is that like we're seeing guys, you know, get you know offered you know spots on the USA men's team, like JJ Redick, for instance, and um, it, it's just strange that Aaron Gordon has still. I, at this point, it really seems like he must have like passed up I think the so offer. Too. I think he must have said no or something because yeah, JG Redick is good, but he's not as he's good as Aaron Gordon. Thirty something years old at this point, he's just yeah. a he's a specialist, you know. Yeah, he doesn't play defense like that much. <laughs> yeah. So for him to, it, it you know, it doesn't make sense that they'd pass up on Aaron Gordon. And there's other players that you could choose over JJ Redick. 
So Exactly. Well, it just seems like it's kind of weird because it seems like every time somebody has been offered a spot on this team, it it seems like the news has come out. So why has the news not come out that Aaron Gordon was offered a spot on the team? I really yeah, have I no know. idea, but that's at least what I'm hoping because if he didn't get an invite to the team, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The kid has played, you know, the the under-19 teams, won, you know, world championships for them. So it's just kind of he's played for the select team. So I don't I don't know maybe yeah, Greg strange. Popovich doesn't like Aaron Gordon no idea no, that's, that's clearly speculating I don't know yeah. at this point it's just kind of weird and I know that that you'll I know that you you probably liked this when you saw it but you saw that Tim Duncan is now going to be an assistant coach, coach for yeah. that's oh man that's I that's like really it. cool yeah. I like it too did you see that um, Pop was like after all the years that I was Tim's assistant that's coach it's yeah. only right that he returns the favor yeah. you gotta love Pop man yeah. he, he's a he's a funny guy man but I think they needed that though. They needed Tim to come back, and you think you they know, needed it? I for for the organization and like where they're at, like teams kind of falling apart recently. Like Kawhi's I think leaving, the, like the roster is, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's it's not the same as it was before. And you know, Tony's gone, Ginobili's gone. Right. Bring back Tim. I love to see all three of those guys come back and, and yeah, coach that'd be pretty pop. cool. That'd but now awesome. you, you bring back Tim. Tim can work with uh, Aldridge a little bit more and some right. of the younger guys and. Kind of just show them what the culture is supposed to be like again. You think we ever see Tim Duncan take over as the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs? It seems like the only right thing to do. I don't know I if mean, Tim would could. be up for that, but that would just be I, – I, I would like to see that personally. I mean, he could, but I I don't feel like Tim's the type of – like I don't know if he's going into it just to be like – to coach like later on down the line and just be like a real head coach and – you know, just feeling out the NBA or if he's just there to like support pop until like pop retires. And then he's like, all right, I'm out. You know, it's giving him something to do. You know, he took that year off. He's like, oh, you know, been retired for a little bit and enjoyed it. Let me get back onto the bench and just, you know. You know, it's kind of funny to me. So like we hire Rob Hennigan, you Mm -hmm. know, back in 2011 or 2012, whatever that was, 2000, I don't know, 2011, 2012, whatever. And then we hire Jacques Vaughn. Yep. From like underneath Greg Popovich, he also brings over James Borrego, who was underneath Popovich, yep. and then we fire Jacques Vaughn. He goes back to work for the Spurs, and like nobody has heard of that dude since. Like, I is you, I don't is even he, know if he's still there. I think after James Borrego was fired, did he also go back to San Antonio back, yeah. for a time before getting a head coaching job yeah. with Charlotte? Charlotte yeah. So it's like, man, I mean, I think we all saw when. Jacques was fired and James became the interim head coach. Like everybody just kind of responded better to James than they did Jacques Vaughn. Uh, but yeah, I, I, do you think we ever see that guy as a head coach again in the NBA? Because I, I don't think so. I don't think so, but yeah, some know, people only, just aren't only cut time out for will it. tell, you know, only, only time will tell, but obviously the, he's a, he's a smart guy. He knows the game or pop would not have him on his, his staff. Yeah. Did you see, and one more thing before we really get into things here, did you see the video <laughs> of uh, of Steve Ballmer at the Kawhi, oh, the Paul, Kawhi George. Paul George? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. that dude gets so hyped. Have you ever seen the video um, of, like, uh, I almost said Steve Jobs, good grief, Bill Gates, Steve Ballmer, Paul Allen, like, all these Microsoft guys, like, at the Microsoft, like, pep rally, like, all on stage just dancing no, and I killing haven't seen it? That one. You've never seen that video? I've seen that one. Oh my gosh! I'll have to bring it. Oh, you'll have to watch it uh, before the end of the the podcast. But it's basically all these Microsoft like nerds just on stage, and just you can tell that Steve Ballmer has kind of always had that kind of just really gets pumped up about things oh, that yeah. that he's into. Uh, man, I'm gonna try to pull it up here on uh, on YouTube. Here, it might I might have to try to do this at the end of the. Uh, the end of the episode. We'll definitely have to have Will watch this and uh, kind of get his reaction on that. But just like, everybody, stand up. Are you excited? I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yeah. And like, Kawhi and PG are just kind of looking at each other like, what the heck is going yeah, on? This guy's crazy. And at the end, they kind of like start to laugh and stuff. But man, I watch plenty of Orlando Magic press conferences. You know, when we sign new players or trade for a player. It's always a decent turnout, but that was like that was like a whole auditorium. Yeah, like, but you full know that's LA of guys. That's LA. It's but Steve Vollmer's gotta be one of the best uh owners 
in sports, just like right. him, Mark Cuban, just how like into it they're into their team they are and how like right it's not just like oh i own the team it's like i want our team to play well i want our team to win but i also want to be like a part of the team people some people are like will make fun of steve Ballmer and stuff like i think there was <laughs> if i'm not wrong at one game he was like crying he was so like into the game like i love that out of an owner and yeah. out of mark cuban like I want Mark my Cuban, owners to care that Mark much. They, they barely want, misses a game. Yeah, you know? that's that's incredible. So I did find the video. For copyright purposes, I'm going to keep the audio out of it, but I, I'm just going to show this to Will. So this is the Windows 95 launch. And look at look at Steve oh Ballmer going goodness. crazy. I have seen this. You've seen this, right? I've seen this. Dude, dude he's just killing it, man. Yeah, 95. Oh, oh my man. gosh. And then Bill Gates, it's just like this awkward like yeah, head so bob corny. clap. It's so bad. It's that's so, so cringy. Yeah, I, I've seen that. But I've yeah, that. oh, I love that. <laughs> love that video, man. Okay, anything else you want to talk about about the NBA before we start talking about the Southeast Russell Division? Russell Westbrook here? and the new Russell the new Westbrook. Gear. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit this morning. He, they're like asking him, so how do you like Houston? He's like, it's hot as hell. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty funny, but. Um, no, it's just kind of, I mean, I'm just obviously seeing him for nine, 10 years or whatever in an OKC uniform. So to see him in a new uniform looks good in the Houston red rust, the rocket, uh, it looks pretty cool, but it's just a, just a strange feeling whenever it, yeah, it's a different one look. of these guys that it, it's like seeing Tony Parker in a, in a Hornets Jersey last year. It's just a yeah. strange, strange thing, but, um, all right. So obviously, oh, one more thing. One, sorry, I don't mean to, to keep going off on these tangents here. Did you see that for next season, our over-under for wins is set at 41 no, and a half? I haven't seen that. Just won 42 games. Like, we, we talk about this all the time. I don't want to do a, a whole deep dive here on how much the media just disrespects the Magic, but this team just won 42 games, bringing back the entire team. We went 22-9 and nine to finish the season, and that just means nothing to, to the media. So... Just kind of weird. So, anyways, let's talk about the reigning Southeastern Division champions. Uh, hashtag clinched. But um, idea for today's show is is we just kind of wanted to talk about the Southeast Division here and just try to make a case for each team, you know, winning the the South the Southeastern Conference. So uh, we're gonna go. I think what we think is like the least likely to win the division to we'll talk about the magic at the very end which i think we're both in agreement that we still have the best chance to win the southeast division I how do you feel so. i think it's close. even with having to face jimmy butler i think it's close I, with I, Miami. I, this might be us being a little bit of a homer to me i think it's basically a coin flip between miami and orlando yeah. but being a south this is a magic podcast we're going to give it to the magic I'll, by default well i'll tell you right now and we'll make between the case for that orlando miami and i'd even put atlanta there no, I don't think they're ready. I I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good, but I don't think you go from 27 wins. I mean, well, the Magic kind of did it. But I'm just saying, let's see what happens because their, their team's going to be really good. I think they're going to be good, but I don't think enough is changing for them to, like we did, you know, cha- basically changing our head coach, changing the way that we play, getting a new identity. Atlanta is going to be the same team that they were last year, but the guys are going to be a little bit better. So, but Okay, first, let's talk about Charlotte. So the Charlotte Hornets – Obviously, lost Kemba Walker, barely missed the playoffs last year. Came down to the you know last two or three games, you know where Orlando actually ended up clinching, and then we beat uh, the Hornets on the the last game of the season, and the the Pistons slid into the eighth spot. Yeah. So losing Kemba Walker, this team is is completely capped out with their cap space. So the the one big move that they did make this offseason was signing Terry Rozier. So outside of the playoff run from two seasons ago where he looked incredible when, you know, Kyrie was hurt, um, outside of that, you know, there's been kind of chatter amongst Magic fans for the the past year or so, maybe even longer than that, about some people wanting to trade for Terry Rozier because we need a point guard, guard, right? I never thought Terry Rozier was the answer, but basically, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Charlotte signed Terry Rozier something like a three year, like eighteen million dollar or twenty million dollar a year contract. Yeah, I know it was something three like year, that. Yeah, yeah. So, something crazy. But outside of Terry Rozier, uh, they um, drafted Cody Martin, one of the Martin twins. I believe it was out of Nevada. Still have Malik Monk, um, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, 
Willie Hernan Gomez, Devontae Graham, Dwayne Bacon, Nicholas Batum, Bismack Biombo, Miles Bridges. Uh, they just drafted P.J. Washington. Still have Marvin Williams and Cody Zeller. So, for the most part, this is the same team that they had last year. Yeah. Minus Kemba, add Terry Rozier. That's Yeah, that's not an improvement. Didn't make the playoffs last year. Didn't win the division, obviously. The roster has taken a step back. So, for the most part, we agree that this is it's highly unlikely. This is the least likely of the five teams to win the division. What what do you think would be your case? What would have to happen for this team to be able to win the division? Um, trade for a superstar. Okay, well that's, that's definitely not going to happen. That's the only way that they would win. Okay, like there's no let's realistic say, way. Let's say Terry Rozier <laughs> has been right this entire time. I just need a starting role somewhere, and I'm going to ball out. Let's say Terry Rozier becomes an all star. Right, let's say Nick, Nicholas I mean, Batum is healthy. You would need Rozier to become an All Star, Batum to be an All Star, uh, Malik Monk to be an All Star. Like, okay, you wouldn't need three All Stars on this team to win the division. You would, you would need, you would need Nicholas Batum to like regain the form that he had in Portland. You would probably, happen. you would probably need Miles Bridges to to be just as good as Jeremy Lamb last year, if not better. But then you need Bismack Biombo to have a great year. You would need Dwayne Bacon and Devontae Graham to make you know big strides. You would need a lot more out of Willie Hernan Gomez. You would need P.J. Washington to have a great rookie year. So so much so would you, have to exactly. – and you would need all these guys to stay healthy for the entire Which year. Which isn't realistic. It's not so, realistic. There's no way that the – So we'll cross the Hornets off the yes. list. That was the case. Sorry, Hornets, we did our best, but you guys are going to be terrible for I the mean, foreseeable Kemba future. I almost averaged 26 last year, like 26 points. And they didn't come six close. Assists. And, yeah. you know, I don't well, know. Well, they how, came close, but it I just I don't know how happen. many, like, 40, 50-point games he might have had last year. Right. Like, Rozier's not doing that. No. The team's not doing that. No matter what happens, they're not. Sorry, Michael Jordan, your team's trash. Yeah. All right, next up, the Washington Wizards. So, John Wall out for probably most of the year, if not the entire year, the with entire an Achilles year. injury. So Bradley Beal uh, re-signed Thomas Bryant, who I really like. I don't like playing against him, but I think he's a nice player. Drafted Admiral Schofield. Okay. Signed Isaiah Thomas. Traded for Moritz Wagner. Uh, they Now they've got Ish Smith. They have Bertans. Yeah, they they traded for uh, Davis Bertans, which I think when you're trading with the Spurs, there's two things that you really need to think about. If they're trading for a guy that you have, you probably don't want to trade him. If they're trying to trade somebody away, you probably don't want him. So, I mean, I, I like Bertans. Think he's I, I, his game is pretty interesting. He's a he's a really good shooter. Um, but I just. Let's let's make the case for Washington. So Bradley Beal has to have like an all NBA like first or second team type season, which is possible. Which I think he's capable of. I th- I love yeah. Bradley Beal. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. I think he can be really good. Thomas Bryant. I think that he needs to take things to another level. He needs to have um, like a all NBA all NBA defensive team receives votes type of season. I don't think he's quite ready to. Yeah, make one of the all NBA defensive teams, but he needs to have the kind of season where some people would maybe consider him for one of the the all uh, NBA teams. And then we go down the list, like Isaiah Thomas, for instance. He needs to have a, a Boston like. What season. happens if Isaiah Thomas comes back and plays like like Boston Isaiah Thomas? You give them a chance. If if they have Boston Isaiah Thomas, at least average twenty and, and Bradley Beal. They might be the favorite to win the Southeast Division. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't because I like on, our chances on but defense. It's hard to hide Isaiah Thomas at five nine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. But uh, is our five listed at six foot? Is our five ten point guard DJ Augustin really gonna punish him that much? Markel Fultz might to us no, but I'm saying like. <clears throat> other teams, our, our bigs, other teams, right? Like our bigs can can cover for what what DJ lacks. You know, we have defensive guys, right? I don't, I wouldn't put Washington's bigs or Washington's players besides Bradley Beal in the same you know same stratosphere as our players. 
And then you you just kind of go down the list of like these guys. Forgive forgive me if I'm if everybody else knows who all these guys are. Like Isaac Bonga, never really heard of that dude. Troy Brown Jr. I've heard of him, but he ain't all that. They did draft Rui Hachimura, which when when Washington drafted Rui, I audibly said thank God because I did not want any chance of the Magic drafting him at 16. Jamario Jones, never really heard of that guy. Ian Mahimi. Sorry, but washed. Garrison Matthews, never heard of him. Jordan McRae, not that great. C.J. Miles, washed. Tariq Phillip, never heard of him. Justin Robinson, never heard of him. Admiral Schofield, rookie. Ish Smith, decent. Isaiah Thomas, if healthy, could be really great. Moritz Wagner, yet to really uh, live up to the hype. And then John Wall is not going to play So in other whatsoever. words, Washington to win the division. Bradley Beal has to have... All Another NBA type all season. NBA, yeah. Thomas Bryant needs to make a huge step, Isaiah, and we need Boston Isaiah Thomas. Boston Isaiah, and possibly a a healthy John Wall. That's which is not gonna not going to happen. I'm really like I like John Wall. He seems like a good dude, but this is either going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to come back, he's not going to be the same, but he's still going to be decent. And his contract is going to be horrible, or he's going to come back. And it's going to be a complete train wreck. Like he's going to come back overweight and never going to be even relatively the same guy. Like almost on like a Derrick Rose type well, of level. He was one of the fastest players yeah, in exactly. the league before the injury. So we'll, we got to see what happens when yeah. he comes back. So Washington, uh, don't think you have a chance. So we'll, we'll cut you off, off of the list here. Uh, let's get kind of into the meat and potatoes, though, of this list. So we're down to Atlanta, Miami, and Orlando. Next up, Atlanta will make the case. Trey Young, all-star? Possible. All right, so we got Trey Young. Can Chandler Parsons do anything this year? Probably not. He might be able to be like a good... Man, they've got Jabari Parker and Chandler Parsons on this team. Yeah. Just a bunch of guys that like at one point you're like, man, these guys are going to be really good. And they I mean, have not turned out to be Jabari that good. Jabari had, had a pretty good season, and then he tore his ACL and... Um, didn't come back exactly the same. So maybe he comes back and he's Jabari of old before ACL no, nope, injury. Nope. I don't possible, believe it. Possible. I don't believe it. Um, they have Solomon Hill. No, not good. Vince Carter back to well, 2000. Is he even, I mean, he's, he's listed he's here, but listed, is he Um, re-signed? he hasn't signed anywhere yeah, yet. So but let's just put, you know, I don't say think he, he's going he back to Atlanta. It's kind of um, late in the summer, but hopefully you, he get, gets to come back for yeah, one more Alec year Rab. and gets to not nah, trash. Hopefully Vince gets to uh, retire on his on his own terms. But Trey Young, all star, well, yeah, I think that that will definitely have to happen. John Collins, I I really 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 like John Collins. Um, I think he has the potential to have like a fringe. I don't think he's ready to make an all star team, but I definitely think he's at the point uh, where he could make people think about voting him to be an all-star. Uh, Kevin Herter, I think, would have to take a, another step forward. DeAndre Hunter, their rookie, uh, he would have to have a, a great rookie season. They have Cam Reddish. They also have Cam Reddish. He would have to have a good rookie season. Evan Turner, Alex Len, Jabari Parker, uh, Bruno Fernando. Um, they've got they've got some veterans in place, actually, I think more than I realized. Uh, to help balance some of the youth, well, a lot of the youth that they have on this team. And I think that's actually really smart the way that they've done that. But I, I really, I don't see, last year this team went from being like a 27-win team, I think they were last year. I don't see them being able to go from that to a playoff team. I know the Magic made a, a, a turnaround like that, but a lot of things changed for the Magic. The entire way that we played, new coaching staff, uh, the way that the offense was ran, you know, you're injecting, you know, new life. You know, we had a very healthy season. I don't see that much changing for Atlanta. I think they're going to be better, but I don't think they're going to be so much better where they're going to be able to go and make like a 17-win improvement. I just I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm looking at the team, they don't look, on paper, they don't look as good as I thought. Yeah. But we just got to see what happens because they played – there's a lot of games that they did lose last year that were super close. Right. Um, so, One of the best scoring teams in the entire yeah, league. 
you up, know, way up Young, there in pace. Second half of the season, took it up yeah. a notch. If he plays that well the whole season, maybe that get, maybe they get closer to like thirty or thirty two wins last year. So if he's able to to turn into an all star, which I wouldn't be surprised at all if he did. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't think Atlanta. I think Atlanta's like like a year away from being like two years away from being really good. Yeah. You know, but I definitely think they have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially in the Southeast division for, for years to come. All right. So before we get into the magic, we'll talk about Miami heat. Now we said that this is going to be kind of a, a coin flip because you just go down the roster here. I mean, bam out of bio, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, James Johnson, yep. Derek Jones Jr., Myers Le- Myers Leonard, um, Kelly Olynyk, Dion Waiter, Justice Winslow. This is going to be a, a a tough team, man. It it really is. And if, if you look at this roster, I mean, really the the two biggest changes are no Dwayne Wade, who was essentially their closer last year. You can sub in Jimmy Butler there, but then they have gotten rid of and, and moved on from Josh Richardson. They had to move Josh Richardson in order to acquire Jimmy, Jimmy Butler yep. from the Philadelphia 76ers. But um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Josh Richardson was their leading scorer last year. So obviously Jimmy Butler is going to kind of fill both of those roles. He'll be uh, probably their Well, Justice Winslow uh, is a, is a pretty solid defender in his own right, but Jimmy Butler will be one of their best perimeter defenders. He'll be their highest scorer, highest usage guy. He'll be their closer. Yeah. Their go-to guy. So he's going to fill a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, what they've lost. Uh, but then you've got Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo. I know Goran Dragic, you know, he missed a decent amount of last year, um, you know, being injured. That guy just, he would really have to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero, I mean, that was a guy Tyler that Hero he, is nasty. he's killing it. He was killing he's it in nasty. Summer League. He's a guy that a lot of people thought about us taking if he was there at 16. And I see people making comments all the time like, oh, man, I can't believe we didn't take Tyler Hero. Our front office is so dumb. He wasn't there at 16. So there's no yeah. way that we were getting him unless we traded up, which probably was not an option. But Tyler Hero uh, might have already said Bam Adebayo. I think he's going to be really good. I think I don't know how much they're going to miss Hassan Whiteside. I don't think they're going to miss him. You don't think at all? They're not going to miss that contract. But the the kid nah, still man, is he, talented. He's talented when he wanted to be. Right. Too many games where he could put up twenty and twenty, and then the next game he'd play five points and 11, four rebounds. Yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd have ridiculous. crazy games. Killed like, me in fantasy basketball. I'm saying so. I think they'll miss him because he's a big guy, and they miss what he's capable of. Right. But I think Bam can can step it up. The one thing I I will say, every time we played Miami, it just always seemed like our guys were terrified of taking it to the rim because of Hassan. And uh, it'll be interesting to to see um, how we play against Miami. But they've got, you know, really uh, a pretty fairly, um, I don't want to say deep team, but guys like James Johnson – Myers Leonard, Kelly Olynyk, Dion Waiters. Those are guys who, you know, on any given night can come out and and kill you and for Deion, that night. You know, they've been the media's been kind of like hard on Dion cuz he's been overweight re- like past couple of years and there was a video of him like in shape, like ripped. So if Dion Waiters is in, in good shape and he's healthy and can run up and down the court, I, I think he's gonna be pretty good. The thing every time I think of Dion Waiters, I think of a, a tweet that I saw back in probably two thousand fourteen. He was like doing like an ask me anything or like a Q and A on Twitter and somebody tweeted at him, they said, Why is Victor Oladipo better than you? Mm-hmm. And he basically repli- replied like L O L, you don't believe that. Like, bro, Victor Oladipo was better than you then and obviously he is much better than you he's now. He's much better now, but under circumstances of what Oladipo going to OKC, learning from Westbrook, knowing what it has to t- what he has to do. Yo, Dion played wise. behind Dwayne Wade. I'm not making an excuse for well, Dion Waiters. Well, Dion played with with uh, with Russ too, but um, did he really? I'm pretty yeah. He played in in OKC with Durant. That's and, right. Yeah, because uh, didn't he get drafted to uh, Cleveland? Uh, he first? got drafted Dion to Cleveland, Waiters? and then right. they did a trade or whatnot. And I think I they gotcha. sent 
Jeff Green, I think, went to Cleveland. Or so, okay, then what? Anyways, Deion Waiters has played behind KD, he Russ, played, but it's and freaking Dwayne Wade. Um, Give me a break. I'm not making if, any excuse for the guy. I don't know if Russ was the same guy then as he is now. And it seems like every time we play Deion, he freaking jacks up like these 40-footers. That, like, we'll be up by like 11 with a minute left. He'll hit three threes to, to end the game. Yeah, he's It's so dumb. If I'm just saying, if he's in shape, and he wants it bad enough. That's the thing too. Like he's talented. You got to want it. Right. And I think Vic wanted it way more than than Waiters did. So if he comes back this season and he wants it, he'll help the team. Right. So so let's let's lay this out. Jimmy Butler needs to have a Jimmy Butler season. Right. Probably a little bit better. Uh, a little better than. Other okay. Goran Dragic needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Right. Bam Adebayo needs to. Div- develop maybe have a little bit better of a season Tyler Hero if he has a a decent season for the the heat that's going to be huge James Johnson Myers Leonard Kelly Olenek guys like that basically just need to do what they've been doing a guy that I would like to see a a, you know take a step on the heat is Derek Jones Jr. this is the guy they call airplane mode because the guy just has the craziest hops that you've ever seen in your entire life but hasn't really been able to put too much else together can dunk finish you know in transition outside of that doesn't really have you know a, a large skill set you know for yeah. the NBA uh, but then Deion Waiters and, and, and Justice Winslow Justice Winslow was another guy last year that just really did not stay healthy for the heat so um, if the heat are at all healthy it's going to be really really tough for the magic to win the division I really think that the heat and the magic will both end up making the playoffs in my opinion yeah so Last but not least, our beloved, wonderful Orlando Magic. So let's just run down the roster here. We're going to go through the entire team. Al Farouk Aminu, DJ Augustine, Mo Bamba, Kem Birch, Michael Carter-Williams, Evan Fournier, Melvin Frazier Jr., Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Wes Awundu, Josh Majette, <laughs> Emil Jefferson, Terrence Ross, Nikola Vucevic, and we still have not signed Chuma Okiki. I don't understand that. Yo, I know I'm going to sound like a homer, but our team is like is legit. Like we're we're low key, like not stacked as in like a Warriors super team or anything like that. But like for a team that's trying to win the Southeast Division and trying to secure a playoff spot for the second straight year, like, I really, I don't know why I'm laughing, but I really like our roster. Like, it sounds kind of funny, but, um, Will, what what needs to happen for the Magic to, to win the Southeast Division? Lay it out for me. I mean, I, like, our guys just improve a little bit. Like, we don't need big jumps from anybody specifically. Vooch being a, a two-time, becoming a two-time All-Star. Would definitely help. Aaron Gordon taking that leap to become an all-star would help. Um, Mo stepping it up, playing a little bit better than he did last year. Um, I, I, What I think will take us over the top is Fultz playing. Right. And if he can play anywhere near, like I know we talked about on the last pod, but if he can come back and play anywhere near what we know that he's capable of, then – you know, the sky's the limit. This is something that um, I feel like we harped on so much last year to the point where, like, he's really being overlooked in this offseason is Evan Fournier. So this is a guy two years ago who, if I'm not mistaken, was our leading scorer at, like, 17 points a game. Had, by all accounts, in what most of us consider a terrible year last year, shooting the ball. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what we need Evan Fournier to do. We need him to shoot in the 37 to 40% range from three. If Evan Fournier can get back to form and be the three-point shooter that we need him to be, be a solid team defender, be a guy who late in the shot clock, the end of the game you can throw the ball to and can either get a decent look or get a, another look for somebody else, that's huge. If Evan Fournier can have a, a decent year, that's that fills a lot of gaps for our team yeah. as far as shooting, as far as playmaking. Uh, I'm not worried about this team's defense whatsoever. Now, I mean, you just go down the list of of what I think can be you know above average defenders: Al Farouk Aminu, Mo Bamba, Kem Birch, Michael Carter Williams, 
Evan Fournier, Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Wes Awundu, um, Terrence and, and Vooch, you can throw average defenders at them, whatever. Yeah. But the team's problem is not going to be defense. If if you tell us that we're, we're anything outside of the top 10, I will legitimately be shocked. If this team is not a top 10 defensive team next year, I I have no idea what would have happened, what have tra- had to have transpired for that to happen. The biggest thing for us, I think, is going to be staying healthy. Obviously, that's the biggest thing for any for team. Every team yeah. But for this team to be able to match the success and even surpass the success of last year, we're going to have to be healthy again. That's going to be the, the number one thing. Um, but I think DJ is going to have to be DJ. Mo is going to have to take a step up. If Mo takes a step up, we really won't see too many minutes from Ken Birch. We're going to get to some fan questions. There's a fan question about Ken Birch on there, but we'll get to a couple fan questions in just a moment here. Al Farouk Aminu is going to be huge for that uh, that second unit. Um, Michael Carter-Williams, if Fultz is healthy, we're not going to see too much of him. If Fultz is not, Michael Carter-Williams is still a great backup point guard. Oh, yeah. Played really well for us. The pace, the defense. All of that, I just love what he brings to our team. We already talked about Evan Fournier. Don't really uh, think we're going to see too much of Melvin Fraser Jr. unless he just made a huge step this summer, but he's also been recovering from surgery that he had uh, for a, a tibia stress fracture in one of his legs. Markel Fultz, the huge question mark, obviously, but if he can get on the floor, let alone, you know, played to his potential just him being on the floor his playmaking his you know ability to play defense he at least gives you what Michael Carter Williams gives you if if not more Aaron Gordon you and I both expect him to make the the jump to possible all-star level yeah Jonathan Isaac we talked about him putting on a bunch of weight if he makes a leap that's going to be huge I love what Wes Awundu brings to this team uh, I don't really think we're going to see much of Emil Jefferson or even Josh Majet at that point. And then Terrence Ross. If Terrence Ross has anything close to the season that he had last, last year, year, Nikola Vucevic, same thing. If he has anywhere close to the same season that he had last year, I really think we're going to be able to give you know a lot of teams in the East a run for their money, but definitely the Miami Heat for the Southeast Division. Yeah, I feel the same way. I know I kind of went on a rant there, but I think it's just it's, health it's, is going to be huge. It's crazy to me how there's still like some sports analysts that don't even have the magic making the playoffs. Like, I mean, the team's just got to come start the season and start showing everybody like what's up. I would kind of understand it if we had like this team full of guys who are just known for getting hurt. And then last year was just an incredible string of health by all of these guys. And health was, you know, you could argue that it was the biggest factor for the season that we had last year, but we finished, you know, top eight defensively for the entire year, ripped off 22 and nine out of our, you know, last 31 to, to, you know, make it into the playoffs and win the division. But people are just, they're just acting like it's a fluke. And that is the part that that I don't really get, Yeah, but we'll see. We'll find out in uh, about 70, 68, 69, 70 ish days, something like that. When we start preseason, So that's uh that's the really the case for each team from the Southeast Division to win the division. We basically gave Charlotte and Washington no chance. Atlanta has a very long oh. shot outside chance, and then Miami and Orlando. We kind of think it's it's basically fifty fifty there. But let's get to some fan questions here. Um, let's see our first questions, and we're gonna kind of go through some of these pretty quickly because we actually have a bunch of questions this week. Foshiznik, our boy Simon Chamberlain, um, at Foshiznik on Twitter. His first question is, Fournier worthy of his contract? I'll let you take this one. From the way he played last last year? Just in general. Is he worthy I mean, of the contract? Yeah. If he starts if making he starts some scoring shots, 25 points a game? I, like, he doesn't have to <laughs> score 25. I mean, if he can just start knocking down some shots and... If he plays better than he did last year, I would say, yeah. I'm going to make this quick. I think looking at that summer where everybody got paid at the time, it was like, okay, that's fair. Looking back on it now, Evan Fournier, five years, $18 million with a team option in his fifth year. 
to me, he is a good player, but he's not the caliber, caliber of player that I would say is worth that contract. I'm going to say no, but I still think he's a valuable asset to this team. still think he's a good player. He's very, very important to this team. Number two, what would be your best Magic 5 of all time? I'm not just going to say five best players. Uh, let's say point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. What would be your oh, your man. starting five all time? Let's um, put Penny at point guard. Let's just get that right, out of the put way. Penny at point, then you put Shaq at center. Yeah, done. Um, T Mac at the two. We're gonna say Dwight's a center, right? We're not gonna. Some people try to no, put no, him no, no. at Dwight's the power a center. forward. No, yeah. Dwight's center. So we're taking Shaq over I'm Dwight. Sha- Let's yeah. just put that out there. So now um, we're down to small forward, power forward. Ooh, power forward. Grant Hill was never healthy. Can't put Grant Hill there. You can put Grant Hill there. Never healthy. Not healthy. To me, and th- this is going to sound kind of crazy. Go ahead. I'm probably putting Hito there as small forward. At the at the peak of his powers, Hito was better than Grant Hill ever was in Orlando. In Orlando, okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean. We're taking or- Orlando Grant Hill, not Detroit Grant Hill. We never had Detroit Grant Hill. Or no, we, we would have made yeah. Eastern Conference Finals runs with him and T-Mac. Yeah. That just never materialized. Yeah, but if you're just talking about, like... No, no, no. We're talking overall, them in Orlando. Them in Orlando. Okay, them in so Orlando. Yeah. yeah. So you're putting Hito there. I'd put Hito there. So who are we putting at the four? <sighs> who do we got? I mean... Give us some names. You can put Richard. I mean, okay. to me, that's that's a clear cut. Richard Lewis at the four. I mean, okay. you could maybe talk Horace Grant. Maybe even throw no, a boy. Maybe even throw a boy Pat Garrity in there. <laughs> no, I definitely put. Richard. I'm putting Richard there. So I think, for most part, we're in agreement. Penny, T Mac, Hito, Richard, Shaq, as our all-time starting five. Not the five best players necessarily in Magic history, but if we're making our starting five of Magic players, that's who I'm putting there. Any objection to that, Will? No, I like that. Yeah. All right, let's move on a little bit here. Next question. Do you think this kind of, we already answered this, but do you think Miami or Atlanta present a bigger challenge to the Magic this season? That's from our boy on Twitter, at Spazman1836, also known as Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. We we just went over it. We just went over that. We're going to say Miami. So thank you for the question, but we're going to go with Miami. And then our boy, Lil Tulo, at Lil Tulo, Carson Tulo, uh, on Twitter. Does What's the over... Under on Terrence Ross averaging 16 points a game. Just came off of a season where he averaged 15 points a game. Over or under, what do you think? 16 points a game for Terrence Ross. I'm going to say... I'm going to say under. I know that hurts you to say. It hurts me to say it too. I don't know. Over over is kind of pushing it. Well, over would be 17 points. Well, I guess technically it would be 16.1 points a game. But when you think... Is he going to average more than 16? You're thinking 17. Love Terrence. Had a great year. Think he's a great player. I think he can have just as good of a season as he did last year. With that being said, that was the best season that he's had in his entire career. Um, I would say with the development of our other guys. Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon. I don't think he's going to take as many shots. Like They're not going to be as... They won't need... We won't need him to be to take as many shots um but we still need the efficiency to be there as long as he's still efficient like i don't care if he scores 10 points a game but if he's jacking up 20 shots to get 10 points it's different are you ready for a hot take go ahead i don't think vooch makes the all-star team this year you don't you want to know why i think he can i think there's a, a roadmap for him to do that however i am counting on and hoping and this might this is probably a lot of wishful thinking but I'm thinking that Aaron Gordon is going to take a leap to the point where Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic could both be in the conversation for an all-star but I don't think one of them is going to overshadow the other one enough to really stand out and become an all-star I I think if both of those guys became all-stars I would not be surprised yeah that would be great but I now that you bring it up for for him to be for Vooch to be an all star again, he'd have to have at similar numbers, the same the same numbers, right? Or they'll look at it and they'll be like, "Oh, he needs to like his numbers weren't good enough, um, or they're too similar to last year." 
um, he hasn't made that much of an improvement, you know, this year. So let's, you know, maybe he's not considered for it. Okay. If Aaron Gordon makes that leap, we're all hoping that he makes, you know, who the voters are going to be like, oh, you know, this guy just, he, he took he it to the next leap. level. So maybe they'll be like, you know, we'll we'll take him this year. Let me go the other way with this really quickly. I think history has shown us that if you've made an all-star team before, you're more likely to get voted into an all-star game. Okay. So now that Vooch has that all-star behind his name, maybe even if he averages, let's say, 20 points and 11 rebounds, maybe some of the other centers in the East aren't having such a great season. Maybe the Magic are fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference at that point. Maybe he gets voted in. It's possible. I could be completely wrong. I'm And I'm hoping Vooch is an all-star again. Don't get me wrong. But I really think for this team to be able to take the step that we're going to be counting on, this is the year that Aaron Gordon has got to make the leap. If Aaron Gordon does not make the leap this year, it's like, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, and, and what are we doing as it pertains to Aaron Gordon? I mean, it, it, I mean, he's going to, yeah, the kid is only, what, 24 years old? I think 24, yeah. But at 25 years old, if you're not really showing major signs that you're turning that corner, that corner well, and you can become an all-star type player, like if he comes out and only averages 14 points a game next year, what are we doing here? Yeah, I say, you know, six to eight years into the league, between that is when you know, like, where a player is going into his sixth year. And we're going into his sixth year. So if by now he's not close to what we expected him to be, you know, we're going to we're going to have to look somewhere else. Agreed. Agreed. Um but we'll see. Counting on Aaron to make that leap and I'll be glad Which if I I'm like proven he, wrong he if if Vooch is an all-star again this I year. I think he will. All right. Um so from at LLBD382, we've got a bunch of questions here. We're just going to kind of run through these really quickly and then wrap up. Excuse me, I burped off uh, off mic here. Apologize. All right, uh, will Birch play at power forward this year? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, we will see him in some minutes if Al Farouk Aminu or Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, any one of those guys miss I think, any amount yeah, of time. We'll see him in, you know sparingly at that position here. We've got a few more questions here. If Fultz shoots free throws under 50%, do we keep him next year? Well, if he's shooting free throws under 50%, then I'm assuming his shot's not going down either. Obvi- um, yeah, I would I would really that I'd be I'd so be surprised. For us to keep him that's tough. That's if, tough. If, I think if if Fultz can get on the floor and show any kind of improvement, I still think we carry him into next year. However, 50% is extremely extremely low. He's got to be able to at least hit the 65 to 70% mark. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Though. I mean, under 50%, we're talking like worse than DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond, Dwight Howard type of yeah, stuff. So that's, I don't that'd think be pretty. Happen. That would be pretty uh, surprising. Next one is Michael Carter Williams working on his shooting. If so, would you start him? Um, I don't know if he's working on a shooting. Uh, I would guess that he is. If so, would you start him? Probably not because working on your shot is not enough to warrant starting. You have to knock them down. So yeah. if Michael Carter-Williams turns into like a 36% I mean, shooter from three, then maybe. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, that's like Ben Simmons has been working on his shot. But if he's not knocking them down in, in the games, what's it matter? So we got to see him be able to knock him down in games. Exactly. We'll so go from there. Another one here. Uh, should T. Ross start? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's got a great role coming off the bench. I think it's a great fit for the team. It's a yeah. great fit for him. Um, I don't want to see a, a bench unit with no Terrence Ross and Evan yeah, Fournier gives him, instead. Coming off the bench gives him that flexibility to be the guy he needs to be and exactly you know so so no Terrence Ross should not start last one he didn't see any improvement with Mo Bamba first game back in summer league same style of play will coach Clifford have the walnuts to sit Mo for Ken Birch I think that Mo um just is the be- future of the team just because of one game from summer league I will agree I did not see the the defensive intensity or the which energy is, but, in that game that, which is expected Coming off of the injury, you're not first playing, game in seven months. Playing a full court game like that, an actual NBA game, is 
at all, coming out of an injury, that's it's tough. Right. Like, For me, preseason is going to tell me a lot about Mo. If the energy and everything is not there, I'm going to really start to have major concerns about Mo. But I think that's all part of the reason why they wanted to bring Vooch back and Birch to have insurance for Mo. If Mo makes any kind of improvement compared to last year, I don't see Clifford sitting Mo for Ken Birch again. I, yeah. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. So that's it. All right. That's all the questions that we've got, guys. Uh, thanks for submitting those. If you guys are listening, make sure that you send us your questions uh, so that we can answer them uh, live on the air here. I think actually I might have had one more question, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody off of Twitter. Yes, sorry. Last, This really is the last question. Do you think Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon have the potential to one day be an elite dynamic duo in the way we see out of teams in L.A.? And do you think too much criticism is given to young players in general before ever even sniffing their prime? Great question. That's from MagicFan, 7687S from Reddit. What do I you mean, think? To be an elite duo like Kawhi and Paul George? Yeah. That's tough. Well, I don't think we've seen enough of Jonathan Isaac yet. But Kawhi is a two-time champion. Paul George's been in the league for a while. MVP-type player. Are two of the best players we've ever had in the NBA. So I don't know if they'll be that, um, but I think they have the potential to be a great dynamic duo. I am going to say the potential is there, but it's a long, it's a long shot. shot. Yeah. It's a long shot. Do I think too much criticism is given to young players in general? Absolutely. Do, yeah. Now with social media and all this garbage that we all live on constantly, that we live in a world of constant criticism. These kids are exposed to that. They see it nonstop. And it's it's like think of if you're trying to have like a, a great body, you're trying to get in shape, you're putting garbage into your body, you're putting McDonald's 24-7, what's going to happen to your body? I think the same thing happens with your brain. You're putting garbage in it all day long, seeing all this stuff on Twitter, Instagram. If it's constant criticism telling you that you're trash or whatever, I definitely think that you know affects your, your mental status. However, I think Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon are two great young guys. I think they probably handle the criticism a lot better than, than most guys probably would um, given the, the circumstance. So, yes, I think they have the potential. I think they will be a force to be reckoned with in the NBA. And I think as a whole, too much criticism is given to young players. That's just, we put way too That's much expectation on them. Yeah. And, and yes, I would completely agree with that. So thank you for the great question. Absolutely great question. Um, but once again, it's a lot of fun getting your guys' questions and stuff. So submit them to us on Facebook, on Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, However you guys want to do it, we appreciate that. We'll keep doing this each week. Will, you got anything else before we sign off nah, here? No, that's it. No? All right, guys. Well, make sure that you check us out on the sixmanshow.com. If you haven't already, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. goes a long way trying to get us up the charts. Keep trying to make that climb. Uh, another reminder, we will be trying to meet up with some people uh, October 13th, preseason game, Orlando yep. Magic the 76ers so make sure you guys go to that game it should be a lot of fun outside of that thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the six man show this has been jonathan and will catch you guys there we the go one. we will catch you guys on the next one thanks for listening to the six man show be sure to subscribe on itunes spotify google play and stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review it would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!